The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to the Pharisees, I am going away and you will look for me, but you will die in your sin. Where I am going, you cannot come. So the Jews said, he's going away? Is he going to kill himself? Because he said, where I'm going, you cannot come. He said to them, you belong to what is below. I belong to what is above. You belong to this world. I do not belong to this world. That is why I have told you that you will die in your sins. For if you do not believe that I am, you will die in your sins. So they said to him, who are you? Jesus said to them, I told you from the beginning, I have much to say about you in condemnation, but the one who sent me is true, and what I heard from him I tell the world. They did not realize that he was speaking to them of the Father. So Jesus said to them, when you lift up the Son of Man, then you will realize that I am and that I do nothing on my own, but I only say what the Father has taught me. The one who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, because I always do what is pleasing to him. Because he spoke this way, many came to believe in Jesus. The Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. As we approach Holy Week and the great Triduum, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday of Holy Week, we hear references in the scriptures to the crucifixion, Jesus being raised up on the cross. As he's speaking to the Pharisees, John has in mind, he's the author of this gospel, what Jesus is referring to and its implications. And we heard that in the first reading when the people of Israel were basically free from Egypt. They were in the desert, we say 40 generations, and they were angry with Moses. They just got their freedom. And it's almost like what they call the Stockholm Syndrome. They, they identified with their persecutors more than with the message that was get, being given to them by Moses under his leadership. So they're complaining, they have freedom, but they complain they don't have enough food, they don't have enough water, and this and this. I mean, today, 2022, you think about that complaining and you put it in perspective for the people of Ukraine and you see visual images on TV, you really know what having no food or shelter or water is like, but I, I diverse from that. So Moses says to God, what am I going to do with these people? They're, they're really pains in the neck. They're complaining left and right, and they're going to hurt me eventually. So God says, I'm going to punish them. Now, the Old Testament methodology of looking at illness in the world and war in the world came from their thinking that God was in control and God is in control 
but they ignored the premise of free will. So they looked at, in the interpretation of the scriptures, things that happened that were bad, everything from a woman being barren to a person coming down with an illness, as a punishment from God. Now Jesus changed that. We look at that as almost bordering on superstition, but we understand their theology. Jesus changes that. More than once, Jesus was asked, why, why is that guy blind? Was it his sin or his sin of his parents? Why is this person lame? Is it his fault or somebody else? And Jesus says, that's not the way it works. They're ill because they're ill, because that's nature. And he, he replaced this kind of um, punishing God with himself, the word of God, as a more loving and forgiving and caring person, and the responsibility to remove illness and, in, and bring peace into our lives and into the world is our responsibility. Not everything falls on God's shoulders. You and I have to maintain dignity and decorum and justice and take care of one another. That's what Jesus teaches us. So let's go back to the readings. So in the process of God punishing the people, seraph snakes came out of the desert. But they were there. But the people of Israel looked at them as a punishment from God because of their complaining. And now they're bite, these snakes are biting the people and, of course, causing harm and, and death. So Moses again goes to God, hey, now what, God? And Jesus, excuse me, Jesus epitomizes this later on in the New Testament, but God tells Moses, make a bronze serpent and hold it up high on a pole. Now, that wasn't done like in three minutes. That had to take time to melt the metal, make the bronze, make the shape, hold it up on the pole. So it took a while. So Moses does this, and God tells Moses, whoever looks at this bronze serpent will be healed. That's the first prototype we have in the scriptures of the healing that comes from someone being raised high. Eventually, Jesus refers to that. When he's talking to these Pharisees and people who don't believe in him, and he says, I am, in John's gospel, that phrase, I am, means something magnificent. It means I am who am. It means God. So they were upset when Jesus says, I I'm doing my Father's will. You know, you're going to die in your sins unless you follow the words I have to preach. And then he concludes it, and you hear this again in another reference, when the Son of Man is raised up, then you will realize I am. Okay, this is earlier, later on, he is raised up in the crucifixion. Go back to Moses, the seraph serpent has now been replaced as an image to look upon with Jesus. So Jesus is the person sent by the Father that we look to for healing, for hope, for salvation. It's, it's 
tracing our own history as Judeo-Christians, tracing it sociologically and theologically into antiquity, into the, the wandering days of the Jews on the Sinai. So the message that Jesus has given us today is, I am, and my word comes from the Father, and I'm preaching what the Father wants me to preach. And he also says something very personal. I do what the Father wants me to do. So he's always with me. That's for us, folks. That's for us to remember. As long as we stay with Jesus and we do his will, God is with us and watching over us and hearing us. I want to speak to the skeptics of the world now. What's going on in Ukraine? There are good people. They have their ups and downs, I imagine. They're dedicated, they're faithful, they're spiritual, and their nation is being devastated by evil. It's almost like a fulfillment of what Jesus said, you will die in your sins unless you believe in me, and those who believe in God, even though in Ukraine are dead and persecuted and their homes are destroyed, they're hanging on in faith to Jesus Christ. And I hope you and I are with them in prayer, knowing that God will come through to the end. Will he save those who have been devastated those whose lives and families and houses have been destroyed. Spiritually, yes. Physically, it's the way of the world. And now we have, as a, 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 on the border of Holy Week, we see the enactment of Satan, of evil in the world, and how powerful it is, even toward believers. The power of evil taking advantage of society, everyone in society, men, women, children, disabled, uh, pregnant women, care homes, shelters, being destroyed. And only a few minutes ago, a few blocks from here, the United Nations heard the president of Ukraine describing the evil in the world. So what Jesus was talking about, he, did he know it would come to fruition? He, he knew people are evil and they will die in their sins. And now, I'm not gonna label anybody, but you know who the perpetrators are and they will die in their sins, but the innocent will die also. And we pray for them. We have the audacity to pray with and for them because we believe Jesus is with them and Jesus is with us as we pray for peace, for healing, for reconciliation, for unity of families. Listening to the president of Ukraine speak to the UN representatives is heartbreaking. But it brings us back to the reality of the suffering people of the world that Jesus came to and for throughout the world, not only in Ukraine, but throughout the world for 2,000 years. 
your role and my role as Christians were to the best of our ability to ameliorate the sufferings of others, to feed the hungry, give drink to the thirsty, clothing, housing. And some of our neighbors from Slovakia, just met them on Sunday at Cabrini, opening their houses, their homes, to refugees from Ukraine, Poland. Phenomenal what they are doing for the refugees of the Ukraine and many other countries. And yet the devastation of the evil power still goes on. Hold on to your faith. Stare at the raised Jesus on the cross. Speak to him. Tell him we need more of his intercession as we pray for justice and pray for the poor and pray for those who are persecuted and do our best, whether socially, religiously through prayer, economically through donations. Because that is how we will hold on to Jesus and that's how we will be united closely to he who is I am, God.